0: Welcome ladies and gentlemen to the Film Club Podcast where every week me and Miss Boo take turns bringing a movie to the table. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad, but it's always fun at the Film Club. Miss Boo, how are you?
1: Hey, I'm doing good today, Dean. How about you?
0: I'm doing pretty good, but you're doing a lot better than you say you are because t- this week is one of your picks.
1: It is my pick this week and we're also keeping up with our camp theme. So, you know. If- it's camping all month long and my pick this week is a spooky camp.
0: You know, it's kooky, it's spooky, you know.
1: It's the Adams Family
0: Values, that is. It is. See, we we practiced that before this. Like we were very okay with this. We didn't. We didn't. But yeah. Um so we have the Adams Family Values, the sequel to the 1991 Adams Family film. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it stars uh Raul Julia, uh Angela H- Angela Hudson? Angelique Hudson? How the fuck do you pronounce her first name?
1: Angelica Houston. Angelica
0: Houston. I'm where, way off. Where
1: are you? We're even on IMDB right now, and you still can't get it.
0: I'm illiterate. It also has Christopher Lloyd, Christina Ricci in it, mm-hmm. and Joan Cusack. Yes. You see, I remembered everybody else. It's just, and Angelica Houston, I'm, I can't. I just can't. I'm sorry.
1: I mean, you're saying it right now, so clearly I, you can.
0: Well, now. But yeah um and this is the last Adams family movie where we have this cast, right
1: yeah because Raul Julio, he died not too long after this movie, I think
0: I think he died like right like a couple weeks after production wrapped yeah um, which very sad I think he was only in his mid 50s.
1: yeah, he wasn't that old. It was very tragic.
0: but yeah he's probably like the best Gomez Adams I've ever seen.
1: Him he's definitely my favorite him and the one from the show.
0: Well, there's been a few shows, but I know which the, one you're The saying, original yeah. show, yes. Yeah.
1: But yeah, he's my favorite, uh, Gomez Adams.
0: And so I guess like context is, is a thing for this one. Um, I'm going to just go out with it. When was the first time you saw this? Why did oh, you see geez. it? Or, or how about this? When was the last time you saw it?
1: Uh, not too long ago. This is one of the ones that I watch routinely. I watch it a couple times a year. So that and the original. I tend to watch, but the first time this came out in 93, so maybe 95, 96.
0: Okay. Cuz I was
1: barely conscious around 93, so Same. Yeah.
0: It so it was like a thing where this was a um like a blockbuster movie for you. Yeah. Okay, so this is a movie that you routinely go back to. So this is not a nostalgia pick. No. This is actually just a you-enjoy-this-movie-thoroughly kind of pick.
1: Well, yeah. You know, we made our picks for camp month. I'm like, it wouldn't be me if I didn't bring something spooky to the table. But, of course. But, you know, something also kid-friendly. Because that's kind of the theme that we're running with this month.
0: And, And I like how the first two movies for our camp month, I would not qualify as kids movies
1: yeah your your pick kind of surprised me last week this pick kind of surprised
0: me this week i'm not i'm not gonna lie because i i again the last time i saw any of the live action adams family films was oh god i was like sub 10 years old right i was like either nine or eight or seven it has been a long time Mm -hmm. so i remember them like i you know the thing when it's a movie from your childhood and you remember like the big scenes. Yeah. And I'm like, "Oh, I remember like the them the, at the camp, you know. I remember like the the big chaos that goes on." The
1: dance scene. I, yeah, I
0: think I remember the dance scene and that's about it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I completely just I also might have melded the First Adams family movie into this movie. Mm-hmm because I was like, wait, where's the thing where they have the talons show and they're spraying blood everywhere? Nope,
1: that's the first movie. Yeah,
0: that's the first movie. Where's the thing where the tornado comes in and, like, sweeps everybody away?
1: That's the first movie.
0: Where's the thing where Gomez Adams goes through this weird, like, moat thing to get to his vault?
1: I mean, that's pretty cool, but that is the first movie.
0: Yeah, like, I feel like the Adams Family value in terms of sequels is, like, the black hole of my movie memory. Like, it just, it exists, but it does, it's not really there, Right. For you, for me, for me, yeah. But I guess there's there's the context or background for the movie for the both of us, right? Yeah. So I guess we'll just kind of get into this one a little bit because this is your pick. So I'm gonna I'm gonna just read you the riot act right now and just just you know
1: more than usual. More
0: than usual. I'm just gonna ask you a bunch of questions because I need to know more than usual. More than usual. I need
1: to know. Okay. What
0: What is it about this movie that you attached to? Because uh, for for me, watching it, don't get me wrong, all the performances are great, but the plot is so weird, and it's cut so weird.
1: I didn't think the cuts were too weird.
0: I think it's just everything to do with, like, the baby, because I can tell, I'm like, oh, that's, like, a real baby, and then that's a doll. That's a, that's
1: a prop baby. That's a
0: prop baby. Yeah. And it was really jarring because I don't think they try to hide it's a prop baby
1: no, <laughs> at they're, all. they're not going to care. I,
0: I understand they don't care, but I care as a an as a v- audience, as the viewer of the film.
1: I think you're the only one that cares. I,
0: hey, people made a huge stink in American Sniper when it was a, okay, a fake baby. Okay,
1: now that was rough.
0: This isn't rough.
1: You get, like, the arms or the hands, and you could tell that's a fake baby. But, you know, American Sniper, you could see, you know, the doll's face. And it's like, oh, that is very much a fake baby.
0: This baby has a fake mustache.
1: Still cute. <laughs> and it's a very popular costume that people use every year. Because it's probably, like, it's five easy. cents. No, it's just, it's eyeliner pencil.
0: That can't be good for the baby.
1: But it wipes off. Yeah, yeah. So dramatic.
0: Always. But yeah, so I just, I want to know, like, what did you attach to this movie? Like, what did you get out of this that yeah. you don't get out of the first one?
1: Oh, I mean, I love the first movie. Yeah, I... Out of the two, the, the first is my favorite, but I, I love this movie probably because of Wednesday.
0: Yeah, this is really a Wednesday Adams movie.
1: Yeah, so you know, being a young girl who's into you know all the spooky and the goth kind of things, I attach to her because it's like, who wouldn't want to be Wednesday Adams?
0: Well, you wanted to literally grow up to be Lydia from be- Beetlejuice.
1: I'll take either or. Do you want to give uh, an elevator pitch of what happens in this movie?
0: <sighs> I I don't think I have the strength, but I'll try. So. The plot of the first movie happens. Yes. Literally the plot of the first movie. And then there's a summer camp involved. Wednesday attempts to murder the new Adams, Pubert. And then they're, you know, crazy. Joan Cusack comes in and is like, okay, I'm the new nanny. And I'm also reenacting the plot of the first movie by trying to seduce Fester and get all his money.
1: And Joan Cusack is a great actress. Joan Cusack
0: is great in this movie. Oh, no, she's fantastic.
1: No, I mean, even other projects, too. I really enjoy her work. Honestly,
0: I know her from a lot of stuff she did when she's much older after this, right?
1: Have you seen the movie um, In and Out?
0: No, actually.
1: That's a really good movie.
0: That's a good movie with yeah. her in it? Yeah, okay.
1: that's one we're going to have to do for the podcast because it's, it's so funny. And seeing her, you know, kind of be a partner in this movie... I mean, she just steals the show with what happens, and I don't want to spoil it.
0: I don't think she steals the show in Adam's family, though.
1: Well, no, not in this movie. I'm okay. talking about in in and out Oh, okay, okay. But okay. in this movie, she kind of, you know... she She's <laughs> literally,
0: like, the. she's one of those characters where I feel like if she was just open about being a serial killer... They'd be totally cool with it. Absolutely! And that's horrifying!
1: Because, I mean, even upon, you know, meeting the family... Uh, she calls i think gomez a lady killer and he goes acquitted so it's acquitted just, so you know we go back to the or first it's like, movie like you know
0: my kid you know had to be top of his class to get here what about your son he's like probation, probation. and it's like okay cuz in the concept of the original show right or the original material for the adams family it's like oh, they're these spooky, kooky, weird kind of characters. Yeah, in the comic strip. In the comic strip. They're these spooky, kooky, weird, you know, people, Mm -hmm. but they're not dangerous. They just have a very different perspective on life, right, where they revel in the goth and the the macabre.
1: Yeah, I mean, in the comic strip, it was a little dark, and, you know, in the TV show, they couldn't be really too dangerous because it was the 60s, so you kind Mm -hmm. of had to be mindful of what the studios would allow. And it's like now you could kind of go for that kind of like you know dark comedy where you can make jokes about you know well, this, murders and how well this
0: I would describe this as a black comedy. Yeah. I describe the first two as like black comedies, mm-hmm. and the issue with this is I, like, okay, I'm I'm again I keep rounding the the same thing where it's like it's hard for me to connect and just jive with the narrative. Because I just, I don't like the Adams family in this movie. Like, the first movie, like, I think it's just because there's a lot more, like, world building and, and like, stuff going on that I can just kind of, like, roll with it. That, and the characters act totally different.
1: That, and it's more about, you know, Gomez and Morticia and Fester coming back into the family And this one. It's more around the love story with Fester and Debbie. Yeah. And then we get, like, you know, Camp in the middle, which is kind of like, er... Well, I mean, you can't really it's, say comedic relief. It's
0: because... a B story,
1: yeah. But the camp, you know, scenes kind of steal the show.
0: Honestly, they do, and I feel like because I don't know, I don't know the writing process for this movie. I feel like this movie, right after the first Adams Family film came out, and they were like, "Oh, that made some money. I let's, think so. let's roll."
1: I think that's how it worked because. There wasn't a lot of time in between the two movies. No, like
0: three years. Yeah. Three, three years from like one being released, then two. probably green light filmed and then released. Yeah. So I'm guessing this film was probably written in like a couple, like a month or two, three months maybe. And that's probably why it feels so like uneven. And probably well, why some of the characters aren't really they like the characterizations don't really carry over from like the two films.
1: Well, who are who do you feel is like losing who they were in the first movie.
0: Honestly. I Well. It might be like Morticia and Gomez. Just because like we just have less screen time with them.
1: Well, and that the and... screen
0: time we get with them in this film. Is a lot more. I don't know. Like do your shtick. And then walk off kind of thing.
1: Well that. And they're also trying to convey. You know. Even though they are a family. They're trying to convey. The strain that happens in life. When you have. Multiple kids, a new baby in the house. So it's like you see them, you know, spouting off their iconic lines. And, you know, when they look deep into their eyes and go for the kiss, you even have the music swell Mm -hmm. and you've got the kids in the background, you know, blowing things up or screaming at each other. And they just kind of look like, you know, like, like, like we, you know, we need to get rid of our children. You know, it's not about us anymore. So it's like, yeah, it, it feels organic in a way that we're, you know, seeing them, you know, in reality. Because that's the thing, you know, you bring a new but, baby home and it just turns the house upside down.
0: But the Adams family aren't a realistic family. I mean, don't get me wrong, like they're like how they relate to each other is very like it's a very caring family, right? Mm-hmm. They they love each other genuinely. Yeah. But like they're not a realistic depiction of a of a family unit, right? Because they are absolutely batshit insane. Like how they raise Pugsley and Wednesday is jarring to say the least, right?
1: Coming from the guy that likes to play with fire, fireworks. My parents weren't okay and, and, with and that. Dig up trenches in your backyard. Okay,
0: my dad was okay with that until we hit the the pipes and the whatever. But yeah, like I get it. Like you know, I'm I'm you know. I'm the kettle calling the pot, you know. Exactly.
1: Yeah. You would have been out there stealing, you know, street signs. Look what I got, Dad. Uh, yeah. But it, <sighs> Except your dad would not have been cool like Gomez was. Would not have been was. cool with it, yeah.
0: And I think that's the that's the thing.
1: But Dean did tell me last night that he did enjoy the movie, so. I
0: did enjoy the movie. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. I did enjoy the movie. I'm just, like, I was entertained, right? But it's not a good movie. I can be entertained by something that's not good.
1: And that's where we differ in opinions, because I think it's a good movie. I mean, you know, is it Academy Award worthy? No, but it's a good movie. It's entertaining.
0: I guess. It's just like, I think it's just one of those things where it jives for some, but just not for me. Like, again, it's a whole thing where movies... Because
1: you want that, you know, big wedding at the end. Oh, my God, God look at them.
0: Look, I'm I'm just saying, it's like... You're a romantic. I'm a romantic. And the movie is like... I don't know. It's just, it's one of those things where it's, like, it's on the wavelength to, like, be, like, a movie I would really enjo- I really would like. But it's, like, it's just a movie I'm, like, I was okay watching it I'm like, yeah, it's fine. It's a thing where it's, like, I wanted this movie to be, like, great and it's, like, okay. Right? That's that's my thing.
1: I think it's great. It's it's funny. It's not like, you know, oh, it dips and it's depressing. It's, like, no, the, the jokes keep going whether or not we're jumping to camp or we're jumping back to the house, or Fester's new house with Debbie, mm-hmm. or them in Hawaii where she tries to kill him by throwing the boombox. The, the, boom the box. largest
0: <laughs> boombox I've ever seen.
1: Well, it was the 90s, so, oh, you know.
0: God bless America. Go
1: big or go home.
0: That's true. And and speaking of jumping around, let's jump to camp because we
1: finally. we
0: finally did it, like 40 minutes in.
1: I never thought we'd actually get to camp. Yes, and in the movie, they get to camp like
0: like immediately, right? Like, no,
1: it takes about well, maybe the 30 40 minute mark that we actually get to camp cuz It's not that
0: late. It's like I think it's like in the in the first act we go to camp within the first like 10 20 minutes.
1: No, it's later than that. Because you go through the the succession of all the different nannies that they're bringing in.
0: Well, those are just, like, little clips, though none of those nannies are on screen for more than, like, two minutes.
1: Well, I know, but, I mean, the the story is kind of developing, you know, we meet Debbie, and Debbie, you know, we see her in the house when Gomez and Morticia aren't there, and she's going through Fester's paperwork. Mm-hmm. And also, I never noticed, you know, and I've watched this movie a bunch of times, I never noticed that she has pubert, you know, chained up to that big rock in the center of the room.
0: Oh, wait, really?
1: Yeah. Oh, I fucking
0: missed that. Because I saw the. Also, that was right yeah, because I saw the head. baby
1: crawling, and that's what I've always remembered. And I was like, "What is that?" Yeah, there's like just kind of like a, a smallish boulder on the ground, and his foot's chained to that. I'm like, I never noticed that. Never saw it. Yeah. But weird. But yeah. So.
0: And and also, this movie's only ninety minutes long. It they're at camp within the first like twenty minutes at thirty at the latest. Okay,
1: I'll, I'll settle on twenty.
0: Yeah, because if it's like forty or fifty minutes, then all the camp stuff only like. Happens in like thirty minutes of screen time, all maybe, of it.
1: Maybe, but yeah. let's let's jump to camp.
0: Yes, because that's the point of our
1: Yes, and you know, Dean Dean has a lot of questions, so that's why some of these things take a while. Because Dean just has to know.
0: I just have to know. I'm I'm a nosy bastard.
1: He can't just you know sit there and enjoy the movie. He's got to know who, what, when, where, and why. Always why.
0: That's the that's the point of, you know, critical discussion of film. I want to know the why. It's entertaining, but why is it entertaining? But yeah, so camp.
1: So the kids end up at camp not because they want to go. It's because Debbie wants to get them out of the house because Wednesday is on to her that she is after Fester for his money. Of so, course. So the kids get taken to Camp Chippewa, and this is apparently a camp for... Uh, rich kids
0: oh god the snootiest people imaginable it okay i remember when we had an a discussion this is a talking point last episode for camp nowhere yeah where it was like seven grand for each of these kids to go to camp right
1: it was three grand three grand three grand three grand
0: okay sorry it was three grand to send them and joel's parents make a make Mm -hmm. a note that 20 grand for summer camp and I'm like what? Yeah. This is a $20,000 summer camp. Yeah. Miss Miss Boo. Boo. My darling. Would you pay 20 grand to send your kid to this camp?
1: God no. God no? God no.
0: God no. This is not like a $20,000 summer camp.
1: No. It's just you know a regular camp. I, I'd maybe classify this in the, the three grand range because we didn't see the other camps that the kids went to. In the um, in the first movie that we watched,
0: yeah, we saw like the computer camp they were talking yeah. about, and then we saw the fake camps that they set up, yeah, which I can only approximate as being like, oh yeah, these are like you know, they these would make sense,
1: and I under- even... and I
0: guess I can also justify a three thousand dollars summer camp for affluent like yeah. upper middle class like like parents, yeah. right? And I'm like twenty grand for this camp. This is not a twenty thousand dollars camp, no. Because what do they do? They do a little bit of archery, a little bit of swimming, and
1: kayaking, and a or, little bit of kayaking. Or canoeing, they, whatever the difference is. What
0: they, they have like basic outdoor activities, and there's a play at the end of the summer.
1: And oh man, the, the play, chef's kiss, it's the piece de resistance.
0: It is Boo's favorite scene in all of cinema. Not um, my
1: favorite scene, but in all of cinema. But it is a great scene in this movie.
0: All right, top five in all of cinema.
1: It's up there. Of course. I mean, just, you know, taking back the camp, you know, really showing these rich kids. It's like, you know, nothing. (laughs) This
0: is the one flew over the cuckoo's nest of, like, camp films, of course, you know, rebelling against the system, man.
1: But yeah, like. And setting these rich kids and these two crazy camp counselors in their place.
0: I felt this movie would have been. Much better if it was just a camp movie with Wednesday and Pugsley.
1: Yeah, because Wednesday and Pugsley can hold their own. We would have been entertained with just a camp movie about them. Yeah, and this you know camp idea came from the comic strip, because mm. he writes um he wrote it in the comic strip about I guess the kids just being too weird and too odd that they got sent home in pet carriers from the camp. Yeah,
0: I saw I saw that in one of the behind the scenes things for yeah. this movie. And in in all honesty, this movie would have been much better if it was like, Oh, Morticia and Gomez have the baby and they're like, Hey, we can't deal with this and then it it could have been like an actual, like, normal ass nanny is like, Oh, send the kids to summer camp. It'll be great And maybe it's a thing where Morticia and Gomez are like, Oh, you know what? Yeah, that sounds great. Give the kids like, you know, Time out and whatever. And they go to an actual summer camp. And then it's just them at camp. And maybe we cut back to kooky things with a normal person trying to deal with Adam's baby. And Morticia and Gomez trying to, you know, oh, we need to re-spark our marriage after whatever. And then Uncle Fester could be hitting on the nanny. I don't know. But, But But I think... I think the movie just gets taken down by the fact that we have Debbie trying to kill Uncle Fester? Because that takes away a lot of screen time from the good part of this movie.
1: It does, but I think to go back to Gomez and Morticia, they wouldn't send their kids away to camp because they love their children, even if they're spooky. You know, they're kind of odd. So I think you can
0: send your kids to camp and still love them. Yeah, but I mean, but I mean, they
1: you know they really enjoy their family and vice versa. So Mm -hmm. that's why you know Debbie's like, you know, they didn't want me to say anything. Just take them. Just you know, go. So even if they're kicking and screaming pretending like they don't want to camp, go to camp. I, I it's understand. really, you know, they don't want to go.
0: I I understand. The thing I'm bringing up is basically like, what if we rewrote the movie to make it, you know, well, work better? W- Which is not a, a practical critique.
1: Yeah, so we're not going to rewrite the movie. Yeah. We're just going to go based off of
0: what we have, what we have here. And with the movie as is, like, the, the camp stuff is like the best part. Absolutely. Because Pugsley and Wednesday... Can actually just carry a movie on their own.
1: I mean, you even have, you know, with they're meeting the other parents at the camp, and you see Pugsley in the background, just, you know, putting the noose around his neck. Hang and it's just, it's something as simple as that that gets a laugh. It's that, little background gags. Yeah, you know, um, once all the kids are going nuts about, you know, all the stuff that they're going to be doing that summer, and you just see Wednesday pull up the bottle of uh, poisoned and drink. And she's
0: just getting ready to drink it down.
1: Yeah, and simple things like Gomez with a cigar, and he's just like, fresh air, pine scents, and it's just like
0: <sighs> sunshine. Yeah, yeah,
1: it's like, what is this? Yeah, and it's it's really
0: funny to me how the camp just works, mm-hmm. right? Because it feels, and I and I get why it's like this. It feels super culty. Yeah, and when they send him to the to the Happy Shack. Oh, and they're man. just like, I don't think we'll be able to survive and when it's like stay strong, Joel, we will make it through this and Joel's like, but it's Disney because they're gonna show a bunch of Disney films to like chipper them up and yeah. get them to be part of the program man. and I'm like, so this is a real thing.
1: So when we're oh. talking about the Shack, when they go in the first time and Joel sees the picture of Michael Jackson, he just starts screaming. Yeah. Did you know what that was? Because I kind of had to do some research to figure out well, okay. why that happened, apart from what was going on in the world at that time.
0: So, I okay, honestly, I thought it was a joke about, oh, Michael Jackson, you know, creepy and spooky. <laughs> but my thinking in that scene was that is a really awkward joke that I don't really get.
1: So for this movie, this was around the time that I think um, the first um, charge against Michael Jackson the, happened. The first
0: accusation. The first yeah.
1: accusation. So originally they asked him to write a song for the movie, and he did. And all the accusations came out, so they decided we're not going to put the song in the movie just to kind of kind of save face and you know not bring controversy to our new movie. Mm-hmm. So. You know, putting the poster in there, they kind of kept, like, a like a little Easter egg or, a, like, a nod to him. Like, you know, it didn't work, but we still kind of have you in the movie.
0: Which is, like, such a weird thing, right?
1: It's a little weird, but also I was thinking, I, I still haven't listened to the song. I, was, I meant to listen to it last night.
0: I mean, you did listen to the greatest um movie song of all time Adams Family whoop there it is
1: yes from the first movie from this movie it's in the
0: it's in the credits yeah and you just get to see Christina Ricci trying not to murder people rapping mhm yeah the music video for for that song is absolutely pure 90s and oh, it's yeah. so so hard to watch oh my god
1: yeah so we have that in the movie. Um, I mean, I think the, the sh- not the shed or the the shack. Yes. yes that the, the happy shack. It's it, so it's, weird. It's funny too.
0: It is because c- it gives into that whole really weird culty aspect that's going on in this movie. Yeah. Because if you notice, all the kids who are like with the program mm-hmm. are all like blonde white kids. And yeah. then everyone... They all n- dress the same. They t- all dress the exact same. I mean, same. apart
1: from, like, the camp stuff that they give them to wear, like, on a daily basis, when they show up, it's kind of like the... Maybe, like, what you'd see, like, in the 50s kind of movies where the boys are in, like, suit jackets and uh, trousers and the girls are all in nice dresses. And it's like, you're going camping, you know? Why are you so dressed up your first day of camp?
0: Because they're weird rich people, boo. So
1: it was just like... Yeah, but to go on what you're saying... We have, you know, these kids that dress alike, act alike, think alike. Look alike. Look alike. And then you have the kids that their parents do have money and are sending them there, but because mm-hmm. they're not what you would...
0: Th- they're the island of misfit toys. Yes, that's and the perfect then, way to describe them. And then we them. have the really weird, like, pseudo-racist jokes yeah. going on where it's like, uh, I don't even... I'm not even gonna attempt to pronounce your name mm-hmm. and then there's the other kid who's like J- Jamail J- Janal and then just like it's and Jamal just, and he's just, just like, sitting
1: there shaking his head and it's just like I I'm mean like, you should know people butcher your name all the time yes and I don't even know how you have the easiest name
0: yeah it's you know it's four letters mm-hmm. Dean it's you know, spelled D-E-A-N and I've had people call me Sean Deshawn, Dion D N. And just, like, Den. I've been called Den so many times, and it drives me insane.
1: I think Dion is my favorite one that you've been called.
0: Oh, yeah, Dion. And I'm like, I, I'm, I've I'm never been a singer in Canada. <laughs> I'm not Celine, no. It's just you, you might You
1: might be able to hit those high notes.
0: God, no. God, no. You
1: do love Titanic.
0: Quiet, you. And yes, Titanic is great. Look, I'm a sucker for a good love story. Leave me alone. <laughs> but all I'm saying is, like... It, it's a really weird, like, joke in the movie, and there's yeah. a lot of weird jokes in this movie that I'm like, was this like in a pitch meeting and the writer was like, eh, fuck it, I'll put it in, that's fine. It, that, that's kind of how the the film feels to me. There's a lot of jokes that are in there where I'm like, I I wonder if this was like just throw everything at the wall that we couldn't fit into the first movie and then pad it out Maybe. after that. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, it happens. But yeah, so the camp stuff's going on, and we have the thing where Wednesday smiles for the first time, and everybody's terrified of her.
1: <laughs> That's great. And, you know, them thinking, you know, we got her, you know, we, we hooked her in with our kumbaya, there was no way of her, you know, going back to, you know, the sarcastic Wednesday that we know, and it's like, Wednesday's not gonna break that easy. And
0: and then we have the thing where they're at the, at the play at the end, and it goes from Wednesday doing all the happy like yeah Pocahontas lines and then she goes into the deep serious thing about how the white man stole the land from the native people and how we will rise back and all this other stuff and I'm like what the fuck is going on because
1: it's so weird. I was just like, right on, sister. Come on, destroy the camp. Yeah,
0: no, I get the whole, like, yeah, destroy the camp or whatever. But she goes on this whole thing where I'm like, it makes sense in the in the moment. Yeah. But it's also, like, out of context. I'm like,
1: well, I, mean, I it's, feel
0: really bad for the native people of, of wherever the fuck the Addams Family movie is taking place. And it's, like,
1: weird. It's just to show, you know, reality. Because we have to hear from the, the camp counselor. I can't think. Gary. 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 Uh, that... Of course
0: his name's Gary. What is the whitest <laughs> name you can think of? Boom, that's that guy's name. Gary. Gary. Uh,
1: we have to hear, you know, this is my vision. And, you know, it's summer camp and you're going to do a play about Thanksgiving in yes. the middle of the summer. And it's just, you know, you've got... People... I, I like
0: when she just tears down his play. Like, it's trite, it's overwritten, underacted. Yeah, I I'll going down the laundry list of shit about his play I and mean... I'm here like... Yeah, yeah, sing it, sister. That's how I feel about this movie right now.
1: Wow. Nah, but... Wow. But yeah. What a savage. I
0: am an absolute savage about film. But yeah, no, this is... It was was a funny bit. There's a lot of funny bits in this movie. Yeah, and
1: it's, you know, nice to see the way you described them. The the island of misfit toys take back the camp. You know, they've been, you know, bullied by the counselors. We're assuming bullied by the other kids and made fun of because, you know... They don't meet their criteria, they're not as fast as them, you know, some... They're
0: not fitting in.
1: It's like, some of them have asthma, some of them have injuries, it's just like... There's the one kid in the fucking
0: wheelchair!
1: You have the one kid in the, uh, the the neck brace.
0: Also, I'm like, who sends their kid to summer camp in a neck brace? Did he get that at the camp?
1: That's what I was kind of trying to watch and see, you know, did something happen? Like, did one of the kids get, you know, flung somewhere and he has a neck brace, but... I'd have to watch it again to see maybe that first day if he shows up in the background somewhere.
0: Yeah, which would be which would be like a really weird thing to have to look out for. Yeah. But yeah, there's there it's an interesting thing where, you know, the Island of Misfit Toys comes back and fights back against this weird culty camp thing, takes back the camp because that's really like the best part of the movie.
1: And they use their skills of archery, they learn, you know, they rig the the stage to send people flying off the stage and into the lake. So these people that were like Oh, you could barely hit the target. They're up, you know, on um, up in the trees, you know, shooting flaming arrows. It's just, it's entertaining. It is an entertaining bit.
0: And that's why I feel really mad that we're barely at the camp. Like, this is a camp movie. Like, really, like, just barely. Yeah. Just barely this is a camp movie. It's still a camp movie. There's a... Like, half the movie is, is about them at the at the summer camp.
1: Yeah, it's a good chunk at the camp. You know, they try to escape the camp a couple of times. Um, they leave camp to go back to Fester and Debbie's wedding. And, again, that's when we get, you know, the softer side of Wednesday where she invites Joel to be her plus one to the wedding. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, we do get some character growth I also growth think there. it
0: was so funny where Joel's there and he's in, like, the, the Gomez Adams suit. And then he has, like, the just the bright white yarmulke. Yeah. I don't know why. That was just, like, really funny. Because it's, everybody's in pure black. Everybody's in, like, basically funeral attire. And then he just, like, looks at Wednesday and he smiles. And then he turns into this giant bright neon white yarmulke on his head. And I'm, like, that's just a really weird image. And it's really funny for some reason.
1: I mean, that's his religion in the movie. So I it's like, that. so it's he's going to, he's going to wear a Yavaka to the wedding. I understand
0: that. It's just a funny image. It's like the thing where people go to like, where, where you see it in like, like bad wedding movies where it's like, Oh, it's the groomsmen up there. And there's the one guy in like the kilt. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't know why that just looks funny. It's like the thing that's out of place. And the juxtaposition <laughs> is kind of funny.
1: Except every time we go to a wedding or a special event, you want to wear a kilt. Yes.
0: I'm very Irish.
1: No, you just want to wear it, you know, for the meme of wearing it.
0: But of course, but yeah, so camp stuff. There's a lot of camp stuff in this movie. Yeah, but yeah,
1: so it. it
0: and I, that's that, as I was saying, the thing that makes me mad at this movie is we're not actually at the camp for very long, and I wish that was more of the movie. I basically wish that this was a just straight camp movie with the Adams family.
1: Yeah, I mean, it would have have been different to see how it would have turned out just as a camp movie. But I like that we were able to go back to the house. Because I think I would have missed the Mm. house and seeing the antics that happened there. Mm. Seeing, you know, everything that that happens, you know, up to the very end with Debbie trying to kill the entire family. So she's just one-upping herself from killing her parents to her husbands to now husband and family.
0: Yeah, and I, I... Okay. And then we have Debbie who is a very weird character, and she's, like...
1: that shit crazy. that shit
0: crazy, and she's also, like, the best character in the movie?
1: Yeah, she's pretty up there.
0: Yeah, because it's, like, okay, I understand her motivations in terms of, like, okay, yeah, she's a crazy person, but I'm, like, okay, she's a crazy person, but she has a goal in the movie. Yeah. And her goal is to get Fest is to kill Fester and get his money in mm-hmm. the antics of well Fester is an atoms, so he's an immortal being yeah. nigh indestructible.
1: That's why when you were so, you know, riled up about Wednesday trying to kill her brother, you're forgetting the atoms are basically immortal, you know. Explosion, they're fine. You know? Yeah. Poison, I, they're fine.
0: Yeah, and I think that's the that's the thing where it's it's one of those things where the movie, I'm looking at it and the camp stuff feels really grounded. -hmm. Right? The camp, uh, granted, there's like crazy stuff going on, but the camp stuff is like very, like, this looks like a normal camp in grounded reality. And then when we're with Fester and Debbie, it's a cartoon. Mm -hmm. And I think that juxtaposition is just weird for the tone of the film. Because would you describe. Because there's chunks of this movie that are living, like a Looney Tunes cartoon. Yeah. And then there's chunks of it where I'm like, this is just a normal, like, camp movie with kooky, wacky characters.
1: But this franchise started with a cartoon so it kind of yes. makes sense that we're going back to cartoonish ways
0: i un- i understand that i just i wish that either it co- it committed to one or the other i guess that's my thing i would mm-hmm. have liked this more if it committed to either were a full-blown like live-action looney tunes cartoon mm-hmm. or were a grounded kind of black comedy with just an an absurdist premise Right? If it was like an absurdist black comedy or a ridiculous cartoon. I just wish it would committed to one or the other.
1: And I'm fine with the flow of it. I kind of like that we jump from seriousness to, you know, the physical comedy to the black comedy. It's like, I like it through and through.
0: And honestly, I really can't argue with you about that. Because I can understand completely why you would enjoy this movie. Because I kind of enjoyed it too.
1: Yeah, and it's great, you know, we get the the typical grand, you know, reveal at the end with the killer, where they have to tell you their life story and why they're doing this. And
0: everybody's just so like, eh, it is.
1: I mean, to the point it where she fine. even has a slideshow of her kills. Okay,
0: the slideshow. I I was watching that, and I was like, okay, I've seen Red Dragon
1: mm-hmm. with,
0: you know, the Hannibal Lecter movie, where the killer's like, do you see? Do you? And I want to know. Like what is the relation between that book getting written or like that scene getting made versus this movie? Because I would be so hyped if like Red Dragon stole from the Adams Family values of the serial killer doing the doing the slideshow of their murders. You'd movie. have
1: to do the research, see which came out first. I,
0: I guess it's just, it's just such a weird image that I'm thinking, and I'm like, wait, I've seen this before. And it's in a way different fucking movie. Yeah. And it's really, I don't know why, it's just a funny thing to me.
1: Yeah, and, you know, I like that scene because not only is she, you know, giving, you know, her, her manifesto of why she has to do this, but the family's also kind of, like, supporting her crazy ass, you know. You know, but what were they thinking about Debbie? They weren't thinking about Debbie. She's Malibu like...
0: Malibu Barbie. Those bastards.
1: Yeah, when she wanted, uh, was it Ballerina Ballab-
0: Barbie. Ballerina Barbie.
1: Yeah, so it's just, it's funny to see her, you know, griping about small things. You know, my husband said we couldn't get a new Mercedes because that's not going to promote what we're trying to, you know, promote for the state because he's a governor. And it's just and she murders. And she does. She runs him over with her old car. So, and it's just funny to see the family kind of complying with her. You're like, you know, wow, they really didn't think about you.
0: And, and Grandma Adams being like, seeing her kill her first husband with an axe and she's like, ah, oh, takes, takes me, me back. back. And I'm like, you guys are all
1: murderers. Well, yeah. If if... You would fit in completely
0: fine with the family.
1: Exactly. That's why it made me jump back to the first movie when they're walking through the cemetery and they're talking, Morticia's talking to Fester about, you know, oh, this is uncle whoever who was, you know, a thief and was pulled apart by horses. And just, you know, seeing how Debbie is, it's like if you had just been yourself, even if you are batshit crazy. They would have taken you in because there's plenty of crazy people in this family. Lots of them. And it's, you know, all you had to do is, I mean, if she loved Fester, which she never did. But it's like, if you showed any, like, feelings toward him, they totally would have accepted you 100%.
0: Is this, is the whole moral of the story is if you're just open about your weirdness, people will accept it. Yes. Uh.
1: Just don't try to kill your husband.
0: All right, Boo. Take that. Uh, take that to heart, real soon, please. But yeah, so that was uh, Adam's family values.
1: <sighs> yes, that was. And
0: yeah, I guess to round this one out, I think we've we've made both of our stances very clear.
1: Yeah, I, I didn't know how much of a stance I'd have to make today.
0: I know, I know. But I don't know if people who skipped through ninety percent of the episode. I don't blame you guys. Yeah, ow, big ow. <laughs> but yeah, so I would. I would probably. In a scale of, like, 1 to 10, what would you give this movie?
1: I'm going Nostalgia, so I'm going to have to give it, like, a 9.
0: And nostalgia alone carries this to a 9.
1: It would have pushed it to a 10 if we got more camp.
0: Wow. I'm Okay, because I'm over here, like, 10's like Citizen Kane. Like, what the fuck?
1: Okay. Oh, God. I mean, Citizen Kane, that's an even longer movie to sit through.
0: Ah, uh, And this is the difference between us, all right? But, yeah, so I would give this, like, a six-ish, seven-ish, where it's like... I'm surprised. Well, look, I'm not going to give it, like, a three. It's not that bad. It is enjoyable enough where you can watch it and, like, get a couple laughs out of it, but it ain't going to change your life. It's, like, okay. Well, it's it's not meant to. Yeah, no, I understand that. Like, have... Have purpose for your cinema. Let me finish my thought.
1: Oh God, Dean's gonna <laughs> spout off for another half hour. It's gonna happen.
0: But yeah, no. Honestly, the movie is fine. It's good. I. It's a passable, like C plus movie to me. I would. I would say that this is like a C movie. But differing opinion. It's a. I got entertained. I just don't think it was that good.
1: But and I uh. wasn't that big of a fan of last week's movie.
0: That's, that's what happens to us. Yeah. I
1: think that was actually the same thing
0: we gave each other. You know, I get, you gave it like a C and I was like, well, my nostalgia bumps it up to like a BB+. B+. Yeah. And then you're just like, no, this is like a you know BB plus B+ movie. And I'm like, eh, it's like a C.
1: But maybe, it is what it is. But
0: maybe next week we'll actually be able to get something a little bit closer to an, an agreement on.
1: Maybe. I mean, it is your pick. So usually we're kind of like, oh, you picked that? Really? Yeah. Why do you hate
0: all of my picks? That's what I want. You know. hate
1: all of my picks. I mean, I don't hate
0: them. They're never I... they're
1: never pretentious enough for you.
0: It's true. We need more pretension in our cinema.
1: But I don't think that next week's pick is gonna be that pretentious.
0: Because next week's pick has Bill Murray in it. And we love Bill Murray. We do. And it's gonna be great because it's from the eighties, and we love the eighties. We do. And it's gonna be delicious because it's called Meatballs.
1: And who doesn't love a good meatball?
0: Exactly. this uh, this next movie Meatballs is gonna be interesting because this is a movie I don't have any nostalgia for. I watched this as an adult and I enjoyed it.
1: And I've never seen it before. so really yeah
0: have have fun with some Bill Murray.
1: And I hadn't heard about it until you said it for the podcast. So really? Yeah?
0: I'm surprised. this is one of those movies that people like remember Bill Murray for. Like, granted, there's, like, Ghostbusters, and there's, like, you know, a lot of other stuff. Caddyshack. Caddyshack, you know, Zombieland. Yes. But, yeah, no, people are like, oh, Meatballs? Yeah, yeah, that's, you know, the Bill Murray movie. So I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I think we're going to enjoy it.
1: All right. So, if you want to follow us on social media, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at the Film Clip Podcast. And if you want to listen to us, we are on Anchor FM, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Just about everywhere that podcasts are streamed. And if you don't have access to any of those sites, you can listen to us on YouTube on the channel In The Frame, which Dean is also on with his other channel.
0: Yes, on that, well, not other channel, but other podcast on In The Frame, I do another podcast with my buddy David where we talk about movies. Well, we do our double feature podcast, bring two movies together, talk about them, compare them, contrast them. It's a little bit more in-depth, pretentious thematic kind of thing. But yeah, it's really fun. And uh yeah, Miss Boo, I think that's all we got this week.
1: So, we'll see you next week at the film club. Peace.